Halloween have to fall on a Thursday? Dude, because Thursday's the spookiest day of the week. Is that is that like actually what you think, or are you just saying? Uh, that? yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> Kowalski, Kowalski is pretty scary. Yeah, dude, this is fear. He strikes fear into me. You stare at his eyes, and you're cursed for the rest of eternity. Boom! Ah! <laughs> I was afraid. Passengers, it's time. It is time. What the hell? Who let a wolf on the plane? I let the wolf on the plane. Oh, it is Jesus. me. I'm back. <laughs> Not it's you. Dracula. I'm here because it's the spooky season. It's <laughs> my time. I'm here. I'm dancing. I turned into a bat. I've got the little wings and tiny feet and I'm dancing in the plane. It, it, we can't let him in, what? John. Is, is, are you, is he, John, he's, he's doing this again? We, we can't, we is got it, it. God damn. Drac, what, what? <laughs> Drac, get, Drac, you, you, you know, like, way back when, when you were on, yeah, yeah, you, everyone loved me, back, back when the, you watched the, the Haunted House show or whatever. Yeah, just, uh, you know, we told you to keep your, keep your, keep your distance, go back in the, in the corner, right? That, that was, we, we told yeah. Drac, go to the stowaway. Uh, okay, I'll go to the I'll go to the stowaway. Oh my god, the guy just doesn't let up. John, I think such a pain. I'm sure he'll be back later because that's just who Drac is. But yeah, I'll be back later. Yeah, Ugh, God, shut that? up! Just stop! Jeez. <sighs> What a guy! What a what a fool! He bringing in bang hounds and everything. Like I get it. It's it's spooky season, but geez, it's like people are gonna get freaked out if they're seeing a wolf on the plane and and a tiny dancing bat. Dude, I'm already freaked out. You wanna know why? Why? I just watched that chilling show. Chilling. Sabrina. Yes. Chilling adventures. Yes. Of Sabrina. There were chills and adventures. I watched it too. You watched, watched it? it too. Yeah. You wanna talk about it? I would love to talk about I'm it. I'm in the mood to talk about it. Let's cook it. Let's let's cook it. So, if this is your first time listening to us, <laughs> this is the Pilot's Guide podcast, the show where Sean and I watch original streaming service pilot episodes and talk about them. And this week we watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a Netflix original that came out last year. Yeah, for I, the season. I think so. I believe so. I think. I think it's in 2019, the part two, because there's two parts. Yes, there are two parts. And I don't know if it's two parts as in those are the only two parts, or if if uh, they are just going to call their seasons parts, because they can, I guess. Let's yeah, see. An 11-episode part one and an, a nine-episode part two. Uh, Sabrina, this is not your Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. This is gritty. This is chilling. There is blood. There are spells. There is murder. Oh, yeah, murder. And there's fear. A lot of fear. For Sabrina. Yes, she's afraid. And also us. And also that, us. Because of that one part in the corn maze. Yeah, that, it was pretty, that was pretty, pretty spooky. That scared the living. I'll tell you what, I think, uh, I think Salem was a little scarier for me. I was like, whoa! <laughs> but we'll talk about that as we go. 
as always, to start off our show, we like to open with the Kowalski analysis report. We've Kowalski. Got Ring that bell, brother. Oh, yeah. He knows. He knows. And if you're unfamiliar, the Kowalski analysis report is where we lay out the important characters that make up the show. Sean, give me a nice, concise list of these important players and their roles. All right, Kowalski just handed me a paper with all the names. What a good guy. I know, he's really been, know, he's been on his A game lately. I don't know how he writes underwater. He's a shark in blue goo. Hey, he's got powers. He's got powers. All right. These are the ones that I know yes. on the paper. Sabrina. Yes. It's our main character. Main girl. One of our main characters. Yeah. But the most main. The most main. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's Harvey, Sabrina's boyfriend. Yes. Goes to her school. Uh-huh. Uh, Rosie, her friend, yep. who goes to her school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Wardwell, who we... Who is an innocent teacher, but yeah. has some unfortunate events. That very, yeah, very, very quick on in the beginning of the show, but we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll just refer to there. There are two Mrs. Wardwells. We're just going to refer to both of them as Mrs. Wardwell, <laughs> and you'll you'll get it. There's Ambrose, who is Sabrina's like I want to say stepbrother. He's. I don't, I don't. I don't know about him because he's not. I, I don't yeah. know him from the old show, um, and I've never read the comics, but Ambrose always refers to her as cousin, so oh. I like to think like they're cousins, but they're probably not blood-related. Yeah. I'm pretty confident they're not. Considering he's black. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably <laughs> part of it, and sure, her parents are not that, but... Existent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not existent either. Um, who else was there? Um... Uh, you forgot Susie, her other friend. I thought I just said Susie. You said Rosie. Oh, also known as uh, yeah, Rosalind I, or Roz. <laughs> she goes by a bunch of different names. Wait, which one's Rosie? Rosalind, Rosie, Roz. They're all the same. And then there's Susie. Who? She has she has Harvey, her boyfriend. Yeah. Wait, but Roz. what's the difference between Susie and Rosie? They're two different people. I know. But like who's who? Susie is the one that gets bullied. And which and Roz one? is the one that she makes the club with. I didn't even know that. I was just saying Susie and... Okay. He combined them. They yeah. fused. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hey, the more you know. All right, fill in my gaps. Uh, and then there's her two aunts, which if you're familiar with the previous show, they're still here. Uh, Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda, owners of the Spellman Mortuary. Sean. Are they the same as the show? Like same actors, you know? No, not no. the same. Very much so not the okay. same actors. Um, and not the same personalities in the slightest. Well, I, I guess Hilda's kind of close, but Zelda is not nice Biosh. in this show. Uh, is that everybody? Let me think. I'm trying to rack my brain. We're introduced to... Ah, you forgot... So- Kowalski, you forgot someone. What the hell, man? Who'd you forget? Salem. The best boy. The best boy. Yes, our black cat goblin familiar, which is dope as hell. Salem the cat and he's cool love him he doesn't well he kind of talks yeah it was weird but he doesn't talk like Salem did in the old show which I is wish. a shame because that's why he was a bomb um and then there's actually one other important character who's sort of influential at the end high priest uh Faustus or father Faustus oh, yeah, or whack. something yeah. he's like a uh, big time warlock man who's <laughs> gonna try to convince Sabrina 
to do her dark baptism. But what's a dark baptism, you say? Well, let us explain that in the following segment of the Pilot's Guide podcast. Thank you, Kowalski, for so much for your list. Ring that bell one more time, big, bo- big boy. Thanks, little lad. Got it with his... He, he gave that gave that bell some high fin. Yes. Tapped it just like... Uh, just like, uh, what's that that movie with the fish? Uh, Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo. I thought you were going to say shark tail. Shark tail. Hey, I mean, that also has fish. And uh, Eddie Murphy, right? No. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. Is it? Hold on. I'll check. I'll check. I'll check. Back check. Shark tail. Spooky shark season. Shark cast. Do we got the boy? Will Smith. No, it's Will Smith. What? Damn it. They had a lot of people. Yup. Yup. Working at the car wash. Angelina Jolie, Jack Black, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was probably a shark, just like Kowalski. Fishtail. Angelina Jolie. Shark tail. Oh, man. Who said that? I'm sorry, That's been your shark tail segment. Bird box? Bird box? (laughs) From executive producer Dick Wolf? Okay. Sean... As always, following Kowalski's analysis report, we get into our little three-minute recaps or two-minute recaps. Usually, they can literally it's it. Our recaps are all on the length of the show. Yes, it'll be one, two, or three minutes. Yes, and with this, we got a little heft. This was an hour-long program, which I thought was only going to be like forty-two minutes standard, but it was actually an hour. This has got the beef. So for that, we got to respect it. Where's the beef? Where's the beef, some would say. Wendy's girl. Sean, I got a timer set. Or Arby's guy. Arby's guy. He has the meat. We got the (laughs) meats. And the curly fries. Sean, are you ready? I was typed ready. (laughs) He's so ready for this today. He's got his notes bolded. He knows exactly what he's going to say. And you bet, I bet. He'll do it quicker than three minutes and then have to figure out what else to say after. Or, no, I'll just stop you if I finish. <laughs> Folks, that's what we're here for. <laughs> that's the secret sauce. Sean, I've got a timer set. Are you ready to kick this? Three, two, one. Shazam. Go. So, the teacher, Mrs. Wardwell, and Sabrina and friends all ran into each other after a movie and... Mrs. Wardwell said, nah, F this, I'm going back to my cottage. She runs into a girl on her way, not literally runs into a girl, but almost hits a girl on the road, and she takes her back to her cottage to, like, help her. Uh, Turns out that girl is crazy, like some demon or bad witch. Uh, Then Harvey, Sabrina's boyfriend, confesses his love for Sabrina and and, uh, all that. Uh... (laughs) Uh, the the girl can like shape shift so like sticks a knife in Miss Wardwell's neck that went down really bad. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina has a sweet sixteen slash dark baptism on October thirty first. I uh, that's for later. Sabrina hasn't told her friends that she is leaving and especially Harvey because she's mm. like after the baptism she's like not gonna be able to be around anymore. <laughs> Sabrina's friend Susie was sexually violated and the principal won't question the football players who did it. And that causes Sabrina and her friends to start a female empowerment club or whatever. <laughs> and then yep. she then uses a spell to make... Uh, oh, Sabrina is telling Harvey everything about the dark baptism and all that jazz about her being half-witch. She then uses a spell to make him forget everything because he didn't like what he was hearing. 
that's for later. Uh, a dead witch came to the funeral home, which suggested a witch hunter. John will get into detail mm, about mm, that, probably. Mm. Some really cool... Sh- oh, no, never mind. That's later. <laughs> and then I said, at the end of the episode, Salem for the win. Yes. How the hell do I still have a minute left? Well, why don't you, why don't you explain why Salem for the win? Uh, There's a Salem, lot of... So, Miss Wardwell, she had, like, this voodoo doll, and it was, like, yeah. this creepy-ass scene at the end in a hay maze of, like, this scarecrow chasing Sabrina, trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And... Like, after, like, a minute of Sabrina running from it, Salem just goes, whoosh, 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 and, and then, like, just eats the thing, and Salem just, like, shapeshifts back to a cat. Mm-hmm. Meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, 30 seconds. Stop it there. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's throwing in the towel. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. I got. I got plenty. To, I got plenty to talk about. <laughs> I literally could have done that in two minutes, but maybe I could have. You probably could have, but for me, I, I will. I will fill, in, some fill of these, in those big gaps. some of these meaty gaps. <laughs> that's pretty much your job with this. Well, that's my job, and I'm happy to do it. All right, I got my timer set. I'm All right, boy. Kick this pig. Ready? Three, set, me, go. Okay, so the driving aspect of this plot is, as Sean mentioned, this dark baptism. Sabrina, she's a half-witch. Her father uh, was a very powerful warlock, and her mother was a human. And what's important for half-witches are, uh, because of the scenario, upon her 16th birthday, when she becomes a woman, she will have to decide between the path of night which is being a witch, or the path of light, which is being a human. She can only pick one, and ultimately it would be you do the baptism or you don't do the baptism. So that's that's what she's dealing with. Uh, she hasn't told her friends, as Sean said, because how the heck is she going to explain the fact that she's a witch? Uh, so throughout the episode, she's tormented by this idea in her head. She's constantly asking you know, Hilda and Zelda and Ambrose... Uh, all about like, uh, like I really want to do this because I love being a witch. She's like all about it. She can all cast spells and everything. It's not like old Sabrina where she figures everything out at 16. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, I really like this, but I love Harvey and it's tough. Um, one of the interesting things is at the very beginning when she's getting talked to by Zelda about um, her baptism coming up, she has to pick a familiar if you're, un, uh, you're unaware, a familiar is a goblin that transforms into an animal and protects a witch. It's very popular in uh, witch folklore. Uh, and that's what Salem is in the show. But uh, Sabrina doesn't want to pick a familiar. She wants to have a familiar come to her. There's a scene where she is in the woods and uh, she gets sort of assaulted and cursed by these three witches that we failed to mention in the Kowalski yeah. analysis report, uh, Prudence, Dorcas, and Agatha. They are witches at the Unseen Academy, which Sabrina would attend if she becomes a witch. And they're very mean. They're very like Harry Potter in that they hate half-bloods. Uh, they're yeah. very pure blood. Uh, and they put a curse on Sabrina that she subsequently has to undo later in the episode. Uh, but they come upon her when she's trying to summon a familiar and ultimately, the summoning of the familiar happens later when this creepy, cool monster thing, Babadook-looking thing, sneaks into <laughs> her, 
her room and turns into a cat. And that's Salem the cat. Um, that was cool. And as she's sort of confronting this thing, Ambrose tells her about this thing called the Malamalis, which is an apple that she can eat uh, to give her the knowledge about whether or not she should or shouldn't become the Path of Light or Path of Night. She eats the apple in the uh, apple orchard and she sees a very bloody scene and we don't know what she's going to decide. I there think you did good. I think I did all right. I feel pretty good about it. But Sean, let's take a second to talk a bit more about some of the scenes in the show. Anything you want to get into a little bit more that you'd like to flesh out for the peeps? Um, Let's talk more about uh, the bad guy. Oh, f- uh, Father yeah, Faustus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so... so it is made clear to Hilda and Zelda and Ambrose that Sabrina, who's gone after this apple that Ambrose told her to do, um, because he's very cool with her uh, and cares a lot about her, he uh, or th- the three of them are like, okay, we got to go to the closest thing we can get to the Dark Lord. The Dark Lord, or Satan, is who she's going to sign the pack with when she has her dark baptism. It's just an inverse of, you know, Christian ideals. Um, And this guy, Father Faustus, is like the highest high priest or whatever in the Church of Night. And he appears at the end because Hilda and Zelda call him. And he's going to try his damnedest to convince Sabrina to pick. It's almost like he's going to like... he makes it sound like he's not going to force her to, but, but you get he, the feeling that he's he, going to force her to. Yeah, yeah. He's just a guy. He's just a skeevy-looking guy with, like, a cane. And you're like, oh, this is a bad guy. He's wearing a black suit. Yeah, and he's got the cane. Yeah, close-cropped hair, uh, slicked back. You're like, oh, this guy's, this guy's a snake. But this is who the other witches and, you know, warlock... Uh, Ambrose sort of they had this discussion with this man because they all want Sabrina to do this thing and they need to get the guy that's closest to the Dark Lord because they don't want to just like throw the Dark Lord in her face and be like you know tick her off or whatever so they're yeah this guy is gonna try to convince her and we'll see how he does in future episodes but we don't really know come the end of the episode let's talk about Mrs. Wardwell, innocent, sure. innocent Mrs. Wardwell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not much to say. Like, what happened to bring bad Mrs. Wardwell? Sure, sure. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you said it. What they, the, the her, Sabrina and her friends are at the movie. It's like a tradition. Yeah. They see like a horror movie and then go to a coffee yeah. bookstore to to talk about it. But they see Mrs. Wardwell there. Yeah. They sort of bump into her. They like offered to. Like, have her come with them. Yeah, hang out with them. And Miss Wardwell's like, nah, I got papers to grade. Yeah, she's a teacher. And she's just a teacher. On her way home, she see, she's, like, just on the road. And yeah, she's listening like, to Bad Moon Rising <laughs> by Credence. And this, like, creepy-ass girl just yeah. wanders in the middle of the road. Her and stereotypical her... white dress girl, <laughs> long brown hair. Exactly. Uh, very frail skin and frail figure. Walks, wanders in the mm-hmm. middle of the road. Mrs. Boardwell goes, skirt, skirt, skirt. Yeah, she skirts, skirts. And she's like, oh, what happened? 
oh my god <laughs> are you okay like and then I thought it was just weird how she the took gr- her back to her house the girl says like help me she did yeah she was like she was like are, are something along the lines of like I can yeah can you help me or something something to convince Mrs. Wardwell yeah. to take her back but there's this scene where they're driving back and the girl's sitting in the back of her car and Mrs. Wardwell has this face on that I'm like oh Mrs. Wardwell she's like a She's like a bad woman. I, I I thought she I thought she was evil before she died and was turned into I know an evil where you're woman. coming from. Yeah. I would, but I think I sort of thought of her in the sense of like evil as contrary to Sabrina. I was like, oh, she could totally be like this witch hunter woman or something that's like doing stuff for good. And trying to stop like bad things, but no, she just is a teacher who's yeah. t- trying to take care of this girl, <laughs> and this girl subsequently knifes her. And she literally just like beams a scissor, beams a pair of scissors like straight to her. Neck. Yeah, she levitates it up and right to the jug. It was gory. Yeah, but it wasn't a very good effect, if you ask me. You don't think so? No, it wasn't. What? I like. I. It, it was like this, a was some, this was some. This was Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the seeing the scissors fly through the air was fine, but the blood splat was, uh, oh, was, was yeah. lame. I was like, ah, oh, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> I know you gotta have the blood, but sure, sure. Um, and then like it just like cuts, and then it yeah. pans to Mrs. Wardwell standing up. Yep, now now and the girl has just changed into Mrs. Yeah. Wardwell and now she's a teacher. She's she's got it in in the school. She's going to try to make sure Sabrina, you know, dies. No, not dies. Just make sure that she's brought to the Dark Lord because if I had any guesses, Sabrina's probably a very powerful witch. What well, even though she's only a half witch. Yeah, abnormally powerful witch and the Dark Lord wants that stuff. And one thing that I just remembered that mm-hmm. they mentioned yeah. was how her aunts obviously lied to her about her parents dying in a plane crash. Oh, yeah. I wonder how they actually died. I uh, I mean, who, Lord only knows. It'll probably have something to do with well, later I mean, episodes. If I had to guess, it's pretty, probably pretty frowned on. She she does have a flashback in the in the... Uh, she's taking a bath to try to reverse the curse put on her by the girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she is transported in her in her tub to like the middle of the woods, and she sees like her parents there, and and, and she gets out of the tub and she asks like, "Oh, have you guys come to my baptism?" And then her parents go up to this table where there's these two babies. I don't know who the two babies are. Maybe she has a sister or a brother or a twin or a something but they lift up the blanket and the one baby's got little feet it was weird and the other baby's got little cloven hooves and it's like whoa yeah so there's like a little demon goat baby which is pretty wild but i don't know who it is (laughs) but that was a thing that happened someone we haven't talked about much yet yeah harvey harvey yeah what role does he play uh well well we already said sabrina is very much in love with him and he's in love with her uh it makes it hard it tugs on your heartstrings a little bit because sabrina is going to have to leave the mortal world to go to this unseen academy come you know the end of the week thanksgiving thank halloween, <laughs> halloween. john what how else can you say thanksgiving it is spooky, spooky season, season i know i know 
But what else about Arnold? Did I just hear you say Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, shit, you shut up. <laughs> what, what else about Harvey? Um, she does tell Harvey. She So, talk about that. There scene. was a scene where Sabrina was going to go tell Harvey about, like, a whole dark baptism thing. and yeah. uh, Explains that she's a witch and everything. Yeah, explains the whole nine yards. And then he starts, like getting antsy about it and then she's like nah reverse that shit <laughs> yeah she, she takes it back yeah and then she just like holds his head says a curse not a curse says a spell yeah. and then he forgets everything and she's like nah I'll do that tomorrow you know when you're 15 and somebody tells you they're a witch <laughs> you just gotta believe them <laughs> that was <laughs> that was me dude i swear i know i'm only nine years old but there's a ghost in my house <laughs> yeah so she's like "Ah, i can't do it i take it back and she and what is interesting because i I was thinking she was gonna hide that fact that she told harvey but she goes home and immediately tells ambrose and ambrose is like okay let's cast a spell on your principal so we can make a make a woman's rights group to protect (laughs) Susie from being sexually assaulted by more football players because football players are bad they are all of them almost all of them yeah um baseball on the other hand bang playoffs <laughs> baby uh there is another scene that i would like to talk about that you addressed uh ambrose so uh hilda and zelda own this mortuary it's where they uh. all live ambrose is this character who i'm unfamiliar with who is a wizard well wizards they're not wizards they're warlocks <laughs> a warlock um who is forced to remain on the mortuary grounds he's on house arrest he says he's yeah. been on house arrest for 75 75 years, years. but he looks like he's 20 years old yeah because well i mean i'm assuming they don't age very fast i mean hilda and zelda if i'm correct i mean the canon from the other show hilda and zelda are like several hundred years old and sabrina's like a true 15 ambrose could be like a hundred and just look like a young guy yeah um but yeah he's on under house arrest don't know for what don't know why maybe he was maybe he was tripping i really hope so because he's the most interesting character to me um but he does uh a lot of the mortuary work for hilda and zelda they they get a contact from uh, a parent two parents um, saying that their son was stabbed to death and they as morticians they're going to take the body and embalm it uh, and they say like oh we're going to use his human blood for the baptism or whatever blah 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 so they need Ambrose to perform the embalming but Ambrose takes him downstairs to the laboratory he was working in the lab late <laughs> one night when he saw on the dead boy's arm a gray spot or something like a birthmark yeah looking it, thing. it just looked like a it, they said it looked like a birthmark but yeah I, I, that's pretty much it and he stabs it or like pokes it to see if it would bleed no he he took like a needle to see if he could suck blood out right, of it right and, and nothing, nothing happens came out. because it is the mark of a witch hunter which is dope as hell and not a thing that i was ever expecting but there's some sort of hunter thing in play here and that's cool as hell 
So, I don't know what's going on here, but... Do you think it was evil Mrs. Wardwell? Uh, maybe. And try to, like, protect... Trying to protect Sabrina from this guy. I don't think this guy was really looking to kill... Well, Are if he was the guy in the mortuary? The, the, the dead guy. The dead... The kid. The, the I kid that, that died. I thought that was a good guy. Yeah, he would. He was a hunter. He, he was marked as a hunter. Oh, I so thought he somebody would, was hunting him. Well, I say bad guy. When I say bad guy, I mean somebody that's... That's... No... Sorry. When I say bad guy, I'm saying somebody that would be counter to Sabrina. Sabrina is our hero, whether witches are good or bad. And a hunter that would be trying to kill Sabrina because she's a witch would be a bad guy. Granted, he's doing work for the light, which is good. So subsequently, if this story was looked at from afar, he would probably be a good guy. But he... I thought a hunter hunted this guy in the mortuary. I don't think so because he had a birthmark that was a hunter's mark. I Did think. they say that? I thought it. Was, I, thought I thought that, that mark. I thought that mark just meant that it was a witch. It, it could have been. I let me let me double check. Let me fact check. I'm pretty sure I have something written down. Um, spooky school. Uh, Sabrina's blood curse. Um, Ambrose tells about the apple. Um, Sabrina baptism. Uh, Ambrose checks the stab kid. Oh, okay. No, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I had it misunderstood. So he, boy, dead boy, dead was a boy. warlock. Well, yeah. That was hunted. Yeah. So the hunter is out there. Yeah. Hunting and wrecking shop, Got stabbing it. people. Yeah. So that's a thing. We um, don't know. We never. Really we didn't see the scene where the kid died, so we don't know. How, we don't have any idea who the hunter could be, but he's out there, and mm, I've got some guesses. But I'll talk about that later. Um, pretty dope. Pretty dope show. Very good. I, I would really. Yeah. Su- I would highly suggest. Highly recommend giving it a watch. I mean. They say the town, Sabrina says in the narration at the beginning, like, this is a town that always feels like Halloween. And I felt it the whole time. Lots of, lots of Halloween uh, vibes coming off of this for our first episode for Spooky Scissors. Scissors. Spooky Scissors in Miss Wardwell's neck. <laughs> uh, any other scenes you'd like to talk about before we go into likes and dislikes? I think that's it. Okay. I open the floor to you, sir. Likes and dislikes. I have a couple. Yeah. So, first note is, I thought Sabrina, what's her name in real life? Do you even know? Uh, the actress? Yeah. Uh, I had that right here. I'll, I'll look it up. Keep keep going. Make sure we tag her in a tweet if she has a Twitter. Oh, I, I will. I thought she, whoever this actress was, was an excellent actor. She was very good. I thought... Wait, I forgot. Ross Lynch is in this. Oh, Ross Lynch. Ross Lynch, Ross from, Lynch is Harvey. From uh, Austin Alley yeah, on Disney did. Channel. That's what I thought. Yes. I, I knew he was from Disney Channel. That made me so happy when I saw him. I used to watch that show. Miss uh, Kiernan Shipka. That is who plays Sabrina. I thought she was an excellent actor. Yes. Um, she did a very, very compelling lot, role. Like, there was a lot of corny parts that she had, but it wasn't because of her acting. It was because of the certain lines that she was given. 
I think some of the lines that were written were corny, but I thought she acted perfectly. Yeah, no, I, I, she was she was very charming, and I think that that's like a, a very key factor that I felt embodied something from the previous show because Sabrina the Teenage Witch is a comedy. This is very much not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it has comedic aspects. Yeah, there's some small parts, but I think I think it's very important that as a character. Um, because I mean, Sabrina, Sabrina, she's just a, she's just a 15 year old girl. She does 15 year old girl things like she, and she comes across as a, as a very charming performance, which I think perfectly embodies this character, which I, uh, being unfamiliar with the comics, I assume she's always been a charming character and not like some hardcore witch, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, she, she did a very, very good job. job. Hi, Ross Lynch, you, you, you think he was good? I thought he did a decent job. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. hung in there. <laughs> he hung in there. He did it. He did his best. Uh, another thing, I'm sure you can vouch for this. Yeah. Intro, perfect. Yeah, very good. I loved it. Yeah, comic book style. Yeah. Lots of frames. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, very very cool. Um, and then I liked uh that spider scene with the principal. Oh yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like the I know like those. Parts were like the spider. Remember when Miss Wardwell was like playing with a spider on that doll? Yeah. It like looked fake. Mm-hmm. Like the spider did. Mm-hmm. But like it felt right. Like a right. Like you know when something looks fake but like yeah. it just looks good fake? Mm-hmm. I thought the spider scene with all those spiders coming in and like attacking the principal. Yeah. I thought that like looked so good. It was so good. And it was just a funny scene in general too. And like I thought it was. I thought it was really good. And finally, my like, it's kind of nitpicky, but I kind of had trouble, like, I stopped, like, halfway through this episode to just, really? like, take a break. Oh, yeah? So, what I was saying was, the episode's a little too long. I think they can cut it up into 30-minute episodes oh. and make it twice the amount of, sh- huh. like, episodes to watch instead of an hour long. Interesting. That was just an idea. Yeah, like, I, I had trouble focusing. You could have probably done that. I feel like, I mean, maybe that's the Sabrina the Teenage Witch talking to me because that was the 22-minute yeah. episode. But, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, and Salem is a good boy. That's all oh I got. Oh, my God. Salem is a great <laughs> boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... I'll go into my... I'll start with my dislike. My, my primary dislike... This is in the Archie Riverdale universe. I fact-checked, same producer, and uh, that's how we... I figured that out because at the beginning with the comic book opening, uh, there's a scene, or there's a, a picture, a shot where the comic Sabrina, behind her there's a TV, and on the TV is Archie. And I'm like, oh, Archie, uh, I guess this is related to Riverdale, and certainly it was. Riverdale, they like this. Do this stupid lens effect. I didn't. I don't like it. I liked it like the first couple times, and I was like, "Whoa, this is cool!" But like, they put this weird lens effect on the left and right side of the screen that make it like kind of hard to see and kind of blurry and distorted. Which, like I said, worked well if you did it a couple times, <laughs> but you didn't need to do it like every other freaking scene. Very, very annoying. I didn't notice. It wasn't about it. It wasn't about it. I feel like that might just be something that people like that have seen Riverdale would notice. I don't know. I, I, d- I mean, I watched the first season of Riverdale. Guilty. 
but <laughs> I don't remember what happened, and I don't remember how much they used that filter, but they probably put it in there. Um, things that I liked, I really liked the whole familiar thing. I, I yeah. being having a little, you know, the exposure to stuff like Harry Potter and and other witch stuff. Uh, familiars are like a pretty classic thing and and they don't refer to Salem if I'm correct and Sabrina the teenage witch as a familiar because he's not he's a guy that got turned into a cat a bad guy that got cursed and turned into a cat this Salem is like a protector and that's totally cool because when we have that scene where she's running through the hay maze and the crazy uh scarecrows chasing her and you just like, oh man, how's she gonna get out of this? I don't know. Like, she, obviously she's gonna outrun him and survive, even though he had her his hands on her, which was kind of crazy. But then, like, bam, right through the hay, you get that. Crazy. You know exactly who it is too. Yep. You're like, that's the boy. That's my boy. <laughs> and uh, you don't ever see Salem aside from the first time he's introduced like as the, the split monster. Second too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a big black I, tentacle monster. I didn't even get a good look. I want to yeah. like go back and look at what it's kind of like a little um, little uh, there was some um, what was that Slenderman? There's a little Slenderman to yeah. him, tall, uh, but he had a face, a weird mm-hmm. like smiley face. I think yellow eyes. Yeah, yellow eyes and a big smile, and then like tentacles, and then he just transforms into a cat. And we don't see him as the monster form when he takes out the scarecrow. We just see the cat on top of that like empty scarecrow body licking it up. <laughs> but that was pretty good. Um, other things I liked, uh, I, I liked that her whole school was decorated for Halloween. I wish that was a thing that schools did a little bit more. This, uh, this does take place in like, I want to say it's like the seventies. I can search it up. Cause there's like old or t- older TVs. It could be the sixties. I, I don't really know. It's hard to tell. I mean, they don't have like cell phones or anything um but like i did i ran into this accidentally we got it got renewed for parts three and four that's huge to know because i was like oh it's, it's only two parts good to go well that's going to that's not going to change anything in my mind um what's it oh chilling adventures of sabrina right yes yep yep um other thing like the way she cast the spells was was nice. <laughs> you know, a lot of like funny little phrases. What am I looking up again? Uh, what year it takes place? Let's see, I'm not the only Let one. Let it be known, it is not the '90s. Or at least I'm pretty confident it's not the '90s. The be. series focuses on Sabrina Spellman during her teenage years in the '60s, with flashbacks 60s. to the '50s. There we go. That's it. Okay, welcome to the '60s. What else? Uh, what else? Uh, I didn't like Zelda. She was not. She was mean, and I really like Zelda and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but I do not like this version of her. Uh, and Ambrose was really cool, and yep. I, and he may be the reason that I want to keep watching the show because I want to know what his whole deal is. He's uh, he's a mystery. I've n- I've never heard of a character like this being involved with this character. Uh, so I would like to learn more about what he does and he's a necromancer which is cool as hell and bring things back to life which is dope as hell especially when you're a mortician you just bring him back zombies i think we're ready yeah ready to move on ready for our next segment all right <laughs>
What is it? <laughs> well, here at the Puzzle Podcast, there's oh god, yeah, the segment where you talk about theories. Okay, yeah. So this is the this is the part of the show where Sean and I talk about theories. John. Things we think are going to happen next. I've got a handful. I've got a couple here. You go first, just because I only have one. Sure. <laughs> and I just thought of it. Um. So, and I may or may not know this. I can't remember. Uh, she is going to do the baptism. Oh, uh, yeah. You mentioned this earlier. You think she'll do it. I think she'll do it. But. But I also think that she'll be tricked into doing it. I don't think she'll by, want to do it. By I that think, guy. I think she will decisively say, decide on her friends over uh, the baptism, even though she, it's very hard for her to do. Um, but I, I think either way, she's going to do the ritual, uh, become a witch, and I think she's going to co- try to fight her way out of uh, going to that Unseen Academy. I can't see how she would go there. I wonder if you can undo a baptism. Uh, maybe. Like, what happens if she just doesn't go to that dark school? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not really dark school, it's just witch school. Or I guess it is it dark is. school, whatever. It's the, the Church of Night or whatever. That's whatever. Yeah, I think that it's going to be against her will, and that's kind of sad. When she bit, when she bites into the apple to gain the knowledge about whether or not that she's doing creepy. it, there's like a whole red scene. There's people like hanging, hanging from, from a tree, tree yeah. and this big goat monster devil man comes out of the tree that you, you just said that that goat monster when she had that dream of her parents those were goat feet yeah yep so like maybe that they played a part with each other i don't know i did i, I can't connect the dots yeah I, I don't know i mean sabrina's dad married a human so why can't sabrina exactly work out work it out with harvey i don't know harvey danger Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> not, not, no, <laughs> cut that out. Um, yeah, I, I'll I, I'll let you do yours, and then I'll, I'll do some of my smaller theories. Um, I think Ambrose and the ants are gonna contact the people of the warlock that died. The the parents. Of oh, them. yeah, Connor. Or They'll try and contact. The parents who like asked for the them to like dress them up for the funeral, because uh-huh. like how they know where did he come from? He has to be. Like, oh, you don't think the parents are are witches and witch and warlock? Maybe he was adopted. Or oh, maybe because like they they brought him in. Mm-hmm. Did they know that he was a warlock? Like like how right. did that all happen? How did I don't know. So like, you, think, just you think they're going to be like trying to solve this mystery to like, or they're going to backtrack to try to figure out who the, the hunter is? Yeah. Not even the hunter. Like it's, it's like now I'm confusing myself. So like what I wrote down was Ambrose and the ants will contact, second. contact the parents or whoever it is that brought in the dead warlock. You follow me? Yes. Sorry. I'm just tripping about something because something just blew my mind. Continue. They'll contact the people that brought in that warlock. But, like, I don't know, like, what will that do? I don't know. Because Ambrose is blown away that this is a warlock. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why? Like, why? Like, the people that brought him in, like, didn't tell them. Why didn't they tell right. him? Did they just not know? Was he adopted? Will they have to go find who his actual parents are? Oh, oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the intrigue isn't necessarily around who he's related to other like as opposed to who killed him because Zelda and Hilda are witches and they could also be stabbed 42 times all over. Is that how much you I would? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just realized something. Ambrose has a laptop computer and it's like, it's like 1960. Oh yeah. How is he from the future? I didn't even think about this until right now. We gotta tweet someone this. <laughs> What's the deal with that? No, but when I was watching, did you did you like look at the laptop in depth? Like did, when he was holding it, did it, you look he at? He had it? some janky. It stickers was like, all over it. It was like broken. Yeah, it looked like the a, screen was like no, like it was like unhinged on one part. Like it was broken. Yeah. What the hell? How's he got a laptop? What the sixties? <laughs> I'm, I'm like... Must have been an up. HP. Yeah, so could he be from the future and that's why he's... That's why he's... Uh, or... How, he's, he what if that has to do with that apple? Like that apple tree? How like he can look into the future? Uh, no, I mean... he. I mean, it's not he looking into the future. Or like how anyone that bites that apple can like look into the future. It just gives you knowledge. It just grants you knowledge. It's not an Adam and Eve thing. It's like the old fruit on the old <laughs> tree bite it and gain the knowledge uh i gotta I, ask someone about this dude this is making me trip i'm like i'm like seriously drawn in now because i yeah maybe and and under house arrest he explicitly cannot leave the house so and he's been there for 75 years to me to me it could be a situation where yeah you're not leaving the house because we witches know that you are from the future and we can't let you go around and screw up the timeline so you're staying here we're cursing you stay here but the future is crazy maybe it was a producing mistake it definitely wasn't no it definitely this wasn't. is not the starbucks <laughs> cup in game of thrones oh we left a laptop on the set for him to chill with but this is this is crazy I, I gotta get to the bottom of this i'm really interested now any guesses on who the hunter is i mean the obvious answer is mrs Wardlow. harvey no she's not harvey she's not the she's not the hunter who's harvey again her boyfriend oh yeah harvey <laughs> get the hell out of here okay. and mrs Ward mrs Wardwell is decisively a witch yeah she came out of the woods like a ritual or whatever or, or she's a demon it doesn't matter other either way she's associated with the dark lord yeah. and the witch hunter would be counter to that i wonder i think it could be one of her friends what would have happened if that scarecrow caught sabrina dead I, yeah she would have got bonked oh well no probably not it probably would just would have dragged her away or something because miss wardwell didn't want her to get the apple and mrs wardwell was controlling the scarecrow with like this puppet magic thing yeah um so i i imagine what would have happened would have been ah and because i don't miss Wardwell does not want to kill sabrina if she has her she knows all about her potential i 
I don't know, because that demon just, like, stuck a knife in that neck of an actual Mrs. Orwell. Yeah, Mrs. Orwell's a human. You don't care about humans. I guess. I I got one guess about who I think the hunter is. I'm going to guess Susie, the woman that they're trying to protect. And there's one reason why. Susie's last name is Putnam. Or Putnam. P-U-T-N-A-M. If you've ever read the book, The Crucible... Which we had to in high school, you and me both. Yes. There is a man, a character, a husband and wife character actually, named the Putnams. And the Putnams, during the Salem Witch Trials in 1692, did not like the witches and were very vocal and adamant about burning the witches and hanging the witches and getting rid of the witches. So if Susie's last name, Putnam... Is as any relevance thematically to that, she would be the anti-witch person, which would make her the witch hunter. Case closed. I feel like that's but definitely right. I feel it. I feel oh, it. Oh, man. I feel it. Very, very... Now that you said that, I feel it. Yeah, man. I can feel it. Coming in, in the Halloween. In the afternight. <laughs> Was that Drac? I didn't. Okay, you get out of here. You get out. John. That's some good theories there, man. That was. Content. Rich. Kowalski, you're looking cute over there. Yeah, Kowalski's looking good. Hey, my boy over there thinks you're cute. <laughs> this guy, I'm, I'm making him wiggle a little bit. Wiggle a little bit. Bring him back to life. If back like to good. life. Jiggle like it. He's talking to us. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm fresh out of theories I, I, I think there's a lot to chew on here and I'm very glad they didn't give you the dark baptism in the first episode because then we can, we can figure out or we can we as the audience can think about oh, what you're going to do um, and it draws you in to the second episode as a pilot should um, but if you're done here we can move on to our final segment <laughs> John, you want to know what our next segment is? I do. Our next segment, we're going to decide whether this show, Crash Landing, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Crash Landing, is ready for takeoff. Ready for takeoff of Crash Landing. Or Crash Landing. Ready for takeoff, meaning this show is going on. It's going to get the ending it deserved. Maybe win some awards. Yeah. Crash Landing. Down the garbage disposal. Pointless. Not going anywhere. Blood cursed. John. Actually, Drac. Yes? What do you think about this show? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, uh, as a vampire, I am a big fan of witches. And the- ah! Get out of here. John, what did you think? Uh, this show is decisively clear for take uh, yes, Sean uh, found out in the middle of this episode <laughs> that it's been renewed for two more seasons. That's a real good sign. They got over that two-season bump. Uh, I was wondering when I saw part one, part two, if it was like closed book anyway, and it was just a 20-minute or 20-episode jaunt. But, uh, yeah, this is good. Uh, production value is high. Acting level is good. Writing is good. Uh, effects are Okay, fine, passing. Uh, not the the best part of the show. Um, 
there's a charming, decisive storyline. There's mystery. There's intrigue. It's got everything that would suggest that they they want to do it. And for God knows, Riverdale's Riverdale's like four or five seasons in or something, and that show's bad. So this is (laughs) this has got to be good. Uh, Yeah, I'm booking it. John's Uh, throwing shade at Riverdale. Yeah, clear for takeoff, man. I mean, when there's a gargoyle king or whatever in Riverdale, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. This isn't Riverdale though. This is Sabrina. This is the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and it was good. And I want to watch more of it because it's spooky season, and that's what you do when you get into a dark, chilling tale. Sean, John, Mm -hmm. (laughs) clearly, (laughs) clearly ready for takeoff. Yeah. I think, I think the fourth part is probably gonna be the last. Um, I, I just from the first episode, I liked it. I still stand with what I said about the thirty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like an hour is just too long. Think about that though. So forty episodes in the first two parts, and then another two parts, of probably another twenty episodes times two, like an eighty episode thing on Netflix <laughs> would be bonkers but yeah whatever i mean i guess that's what happened when you split the episodes in half um i don't know i really liked it yeah uh, me and liz i think we're gonna end up watching it sweet so if you don't watch it i'll update you yeah no i i i know i say it a lot and i usually don't follow through i would really like to watch this show uh this holiday season uh, if this is my one show that i watch and catch up on then i'd be very happy um, granted, a, lot of, a lot of television going on. A lot of TV going on, and football, and playoff <laughs> baseball, and other stuff. Work, like I, I want to get, I want to get time. I want to try to to do it. I might just have a big binge day where I watch like a bunch <laughs> of episodes. Um, my sister Emily has watched three or so episodes after this, and she says it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. So. I'm excited for that. I think uh, that could be very, very fun. Um, yeah, in the books, pretty clear, pretty easy answer for both of us there. Yeah. Um, nothing to detract about it. I, I, I think it's got all the uh, boxes checked. I don't know if it's on like the award radar or 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 not. I haven't heard anything about that. But I mean, there was a lot of content written about it when it first came out. Because people were into it. And if the world's into it, then it's got what it needs to be clear for takeoff. Think so. Yes. So, uh. Sorry, I'm looking for a new show. That's okay. Or our next show. Oh, Jesus, this looks creepy. Well, let's move on to close out the podcast then, and you can share with our lovely audience. Thank you for joining us, Kowalski. It means a lot. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Pilot Guide Podcast. Drac, I swear to God, if you come back after... I'm a bat. You can't catch me. <sighs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. Yes, you do, Drac. Go blah, away. Blah, blah. Uh, Drac, you know, thinking about it, I'm glad he's here. <laughs> I'm glad he's here. I think he can stick around. I think he can stick around for the month, even if he's he's just in the stowaway as we're as we're flying through. Uh thank again everybody for listening to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. Uh, as always, thanks needed 
be in order, Angelo, Andrew, our producers, for putting together another great episode for you, uh, hopefully filled with a bunch of spooky sound effects. Um, if you liked our new, uh, if you if you look, uh, you'll notice that we have a new Halloween logo for the month as we do spooky shows, um, and also uh, we've got fun new music for the month. That's that's uh, that's something that I, I really enjoyed throwing in there. Um, if you'd like to connect with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Pilot's Guide Pod. Send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. Uh, both of our ats are in the description on the Twitter. Uh, Angelo, Andrew, and Emily's ats. Emily, my sister, who does the art. Uh, all in the show description. Peep our new profile picture. Yes, it's it's gonna be spicy. Uh, it's a great it's a great time. It's a great season. We're gonna be doing uh, for the next three weeks following this uh, three more scary shows because tis the season. Uh, the last show will be coming out on Halloween, which is kind of nice to wrap it up. Um, tis the season to be spooky. Tis the season. Blah Sean. blah 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 blah. Blah 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 Sean, as you kick the table again, what show do we have for our lovely viewers next week? Our next show is on a platform we have never used yet. Correct. A new streaming service enters the fold. A Shudder original series. Yes. Called Creep Show. Creep Show. And I'll read the description for just the show in general. Yeah. The new anthology series based on the 1982 horror comedy classic is still the most fun you'll ever have being scared. A comic book comes to life in a series of 12 vignettes. Vignettes. Whatever. Over six episodes exploring terrors from murder to supernatural and unexplainable haunted dollhouses, werewolves, Murderous goblins, villainous trick-or-treaters, the dead, and medical marvels are just a few of the things to watch out for in this new series. Spooky. So now Sorry, I wasn't really talking into the So mic. now it's fine. What we got what we got from that, this show is going to probably be the same format as a Do You Wanna See a Dead Body? Uh, really? because it's well, you you said it, it's it's a vignettes, so they're they're prepackaged tiny stories. Oh. And if it's twelve stories over six episodes, then we're probably gonna get two. So expect that we're just gonna we'll we'll let it we'll roll with it uh, because tis the season we gotta watch a scary show. Um, you can get a trial for Shutter. Shutter, if you're unfamiliar, is a horror streaming service. They do movies and TV shows strictly of the genre, thrillers and all that good stuff. Um, it's cool and uh, I'm excited to to watch it for the pod. Um, yeah. That being said, Sean. John, please share with us a shower thought, because tis the season to shower spookily. Have you ever found a piece of clothing and, like, you put it on and it just fits so perfectly? Yeah. I had that feeling today. What were you put? What you put on? I got a denim jacket today. Oh, you bought one? Yeah. Put it right over my sweatshirt. It fit so perfectly. Made me so happy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But like, 
Do you have a favorite piece of clothing? Uh, what do you uh, like better, shirts or pants? That's a good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, pants for me by far. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm a pants you guy. You want to know why? Why? Cause, actually, well, I'm talking for guys here. Uh-huh. We can just walk around without a shirt. You can't walk around without pants. I guess. What do you mean you guess? I mean, if you're go in your home, you can do whatever you want. Well... Yeah, I'm not saying I walk around in pants. Yeah, but like, hypothetically, you can walk around the block without your shirt on. You can't walk around the block without pants on. That's true. That's true. I love me a good pair of pants. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great pair of pants. Uh, what's my favorite article of clothing, though? Now I'm really thinking. Um, I've got a couple t-shirts I really like. Um, I, I, very, I, I struggle to find, like, shirts that fit me perfectly, because, like, a medium is snug, and then yeah. a large is, like, too big. And I'm like... God, this sucks. What I've found out is like, like so like sometimes I'm a large, sometimes I'm a medium. But like the style of like oversized clothing, it's like calling back. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Except the all denim eighty stuff is calling back. Yeah, dude. Ah, maybe I gotta get me a denim jacket, Sean. Bringing it out of me. I I could use a new light jacket. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the market for Target a forty dollars. Target has, Target's so underrated. For clothes? Yeah. They have nice clothes. Goodfellow and Company, please sponsor us. This, this has <laughs> been Clothing Talk with the Pilot's Guide Podcast. Sean's going to go put on his denim jacket now. <laughs> First, we're going to take this plane down to land so we can refuel for next week's episode. Tiny tequila. Oh, wait, no. Tiny pumpkins. Tiny oh, track. Track. I'll let you take the wheel. Here, here, here. Take, take this. Oh, uh, I'm so, I'm so honored. Thank you so much, uh, folks. We're going to take, take the plane in for a landing in Transylvania. We're going to go to the field of screams where I have impaled several thousand people outside of my castle. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty nice view, especially for this season. So we're coming in nice and smooth. I've never flown a plane before. I've flown around as a bat, because that is what the vampires do. But, uh, yeah, John sort of, sort of showed me what I gotta do. So, uh, is this, are we doing this right? Are we doing this right? I turn like right. I feel like we're coming in a little hot. I, turn left, you said? I'm gonna track the plane's in a ball of fire right now. Oh, dragged uh, it. Just get. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're not landing this. Just get out of my face. Okay. Oh, so I'm sorry. Again. Oh God. Yep, we're landing, and uh, you know, landing gears are deployed. Sean, if you would uh, hand out these these tiny pumpkins and little candy corns to our people. <laughs> On their way out, uh, we're going to refuel, folks, and we'll be back next week for another episode of the Pilot's Guide Podcast. Smoky. As always, uh, the walk sign is on, and uh, you may feel free to roam about the cabin. Blah, blah, blah. TTFN. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye-bye.